Welcome to the Arrest or Mimics podcast with your host Ben Talon. Hello, hello and welcome to Arrest or Mimics. My name is Ben Talon, I am your host. This is the original thinking and creative innovation podcast. How is everyone doing? That just rolls off the tongue now. It used to take me like two or three takes to get that right and first time every time getting pretty fluid lying on this studio floor recording it that's the style on this show the weather today is multiple studio hoodies that you don't want to take to a meeting so they end up piling up and rugs that you find in the corridors (laughs) yeah it's the weather that's how we do it on this show and arrest all my mix hope you're all good we're 45 episodes in and you are listening to 46 as we speak we're approaching that 50th let me know your thoughts who do you want to hear for the big 50th episode? Uh, it's coming up soon. I can't believe you've come this far already. So thanks, guys, for all your support and checking in every week. Uh, I hope you're loving it. The, I'm hearing from people more and more now on the social media. So keep that going. Hit me up on the Twitter at Arrest or Mimics or at Ben Talon. Take your pick. Share it all between the two so it's all good. It's one big animal that's growing. <laughs> Uh, We'll talk about today's guest in a moment, but a little thing from our sponsors, of course, the guys who support this podcast and make it possible for me to do it every week for free for you guys. So it's all good, they're supporting the creative industry. So Illustration Limited, my agency, uh, they look after numerous previous guests, including Sarah Beetson, Miss Led, of course, who's been on the show twice, go back and check out her episodes, brilliant inspirational stuff. Um, and they represent over 200 creative professionals, illustrators, primarily animators, fashion illustrators, um, set design, uh, GIFs. It's, it's going on, they're evolving all the time. You know the speed things are moving at with technology as uh, 3D printing we're talking about. We're talking about all sorts of new tech right at the forefront. So they're embracing that and it's animations, it's GIFs, it's moving forward all the time. So check them out, illustrationweb.com. So cheers to those guys. Heartinternet.co.uk, providing hosting, uh, tech, SEO, all that kind of stuff that you need to essentially get up Google and have a damn good website that's looked after by professional people that you can turn to when it goes to rat shit. <laughs> um, they're great. We had Nick Leach on the show not too long back. Go back and check out that episode talking about the basics of uh, search engine optimization, getting yourself well represented when people look for illustrators, animators, designers, photographers, and all that stuff, all that good stuff that we need in the modern digital environment. Um, so they provide a bit of advice, a bit of a tip, uh, and I try to keep it in the context of the guest. So today's guest is Laboka. Um, small creative slash illustration studio um, who are going to talk about their amazing book jackets for uh, Penguin shortly coming up Uh, but those guys uh, are cool and I saw their stuff being shared around on social media Creative Review had featured their classic sci-fi reissue cover illustrations and designs uh, and I saw that so I chased them up looked them up on social media saw they were active saw they were on Instagram saw they were on Twitter telling the stories of the day-to-day work uh, the projects sharing the animations getting the feedback from people who follow the stuff and they seemed like pretty accessible guys so I hit them up and I got chatting to Scott from Laboka who's going to join us shortly with Richard um 
and they're awesome. They're awesome. They're, they're they're using it effectively, and they're staying relevant. They're staying present. And you'll hear on the show that they don't they do very little traditional marketing. They don't go chasing the work. It just seems to roll, and one job leads to another, and they stay out there on social media. And I think it's good to be fluid. Good to be a face on the circuit, whether that's digital, in person, uh, in print, ideally a mix of all three. So there you have it. Courtesy of HeartInternet.co.uk. Go and check them out if you need good hosting and all that good stuff. Uh, and last but certainly not least, printed.com, my most recent sponsor, um, doing great stuff for the creative industry, featuring cool projects all the time, um, sharing loads of interesting stuff. Uh, many of my guests have used their, their printed stationery for their own weddings, which is awesome. Um, Emma Block, for example, who was a part of the Lil Live Illustration London Collective. She used them for her own wedding. I know the people that do that. My girlfriend, Laura Hawkins, She's a graphic designer, and she's always designing uh, stuff and getting prints for clients. She's always using printed.com. And she was the person that tipped me off and said, look, you should use these guys. Uh, so I have done ever since for the Arrest All Mimics, uh, you know, printed material, my own promo book, which I do once a year. I use printed.com, use their great recycled stock, and it actually prints awesome. Like It really sits well. The ink sits great. The colours are awesome. So check them out. Over 90 different products. Um, and the little tip... It's quite a funny one, actually. Again, it's using Laboka, today's guest. So I headed down to their studio in Notting Hill, um, and it's kind of tucked on a little back street down there behind some cafes and some cool boutiques. And I got let in, and then I go, and they share a unit with some filmmakers who are in a room next door. But I walked into what is quite a small room where there's, like, two Macs set up for Laboka. And... They've got some beautiful prints up on the walls. They've got, you know, they've got the book jackets out on show that they've done for Penguin that we're going to talk about shortly. But they've got previous jobs up on the wall. They've got sci-fi prints, and it feels like a home. You know what I mean? It's like it feels celebrating the great work that they've been doing. Um, and in my own studio, I do that. I get prints of stuff, um, jobs that I'm particularly proud of, and I like to put it up there just to remind myself when I'm having those shitty down days that we all get. I've done some alright stuff, that I'm alright, I'm kind of winning, you know, it's like, it's easy to beat yourself up sometimes when you have a dry run or whatever, but I think if you surround yourself and celebrate what you've done as well as get other cool stuff up on the walls, it really does help you psychologically, so next time you need to do that, of course, check out my wonderful sponsor, Printed.com, they do really, really cool large-scale, small-scale prints, uh, different stuff, concertinas, all that, so go and check them out, Printed.com. So cheers to all them sponsors. So let's crack on with Laboka, let's talk about that, um... So I came across these amazing um, retro meeting contemporary feeling book jackets, if that's any way to describe them. But you know when you go on them sort of book stalls you get on the Thames where it's just a load of old second-hand books in boxes and two quid, three quid, 50p, whatever they are, there's always a bargain box and you find some absolute gems from like the 70s or the 60s. And in particular, you see these kind of penguin retro sci-fi covers and they're absolutely epic they look like kind of oil painted style scenes of these battles and beasts and demons and goblins and you know what i mean it's like over the top beautiful stuff and you want to buy them just because of the jacket so i believe um penguin commissioned laboka to do a kind of reissue of all of these sci-fi classics that were already out there and as Scott and Richard will tell us today um, it's a bit of a bucket list client for them because they're big sci-fi heads and they've grown up with influences from that and much like the episode with Human After All which if you haven't heard it go and check that out Human After All are a creative agency who do work for the BAFTAs they do seriously uh, badass work in film 
and they set up Little White Lies magazine and it started as a uni project. So we talked about that, not differentiating between passion and profession and the things you're into, the things you geek out on. And Laboca are a great um, exemplification of what happens when you don't stray too far from that. Yeah, we've got to take on client parameters, client briefs, but that's what makes it cool and that's a nice challenge. But when you can bring your own sensibility to that and be commissioned to do the stuff you're doing for pleasure, that's the dream. And I think if you stay true to your values and make sure that your portfolio is facing forward and it's as much a statement of intent uh, as what you've done, then that's when that good stuff starts to happen in the long run because people start to recognise that that's what you do and that's what you're into and that's what you're good at. So it's a great story of how that project came about that we're going to talk about today and how their passion for sci-fi you know, grew into a really tight-knit creative agency who have some real unconventional methods of working. So we're going to talk about what it means to have multiple people working on one illustration within a studio, which is a new concept to me as someone who's quite precious and doesn't like the idea of a client getting a PSD and kind of tampering with things. So we're going to talk about that and talk about designers living in that tiny percentile of uh, detail and geekdom. So it's a cool one. So they welcome it into the studio with a really good chat. We talked about the Penguin Book Jackets, what it was like to uh, produce a series of prints for Adele's live gigs, how those kind of jobs come about, how they function as a small studio, and why Scott moved out to Amsterdam from London. He's a Londoner born and bred, and he decamped there. And I'm currently writing a piece for Design Week uh, as we speak about the kind of alienation that creatives are finding from central London now, you know, the price is going up to crazy amounts, uh, what, what impact it could have on the city, you know, you're taking out the lifeblood of what made it so fucking sexy in the first place, um, what made it this cultural, culturally recognised city as, as being at the forefront of all that creative, you know, all the beautiful art and design that we're known for and music. And it's kind of under threat at the minute with the, the whole property redevelopment and the gentrification going on all over London and forcing us out. So we won't go too deep, but we touch upon that. But Scott's going to tell us about why he moved to Amsterdam, partly for that reason, um, and what the dynamic is now like working remotely. So that's another one that we're all uh, familiar with at the moment. So without further ado, cheers, guys, for checking in as ever. Um, let me know your thoughts on the show at Arrest on the Mix on the Twitter or at Ben Talon. Hit me up personally, too. That's fine. Um... And keep checking in, subscribe, drop me a review on iTunes if you get a moment, please. It's a really big help, um, and it helps me you know, develop the show, get even increasingly better guests, uh, more diverse themes and topics. I've got some killers coming up soon with Malika Favre, Kerry Lemon coming up, hopefully Ken Garland, um, the graphic design legend. It's all going on, and it's getting better all the time, so thanks for your support. I hope you enjoy the conversation with La Boca. Chat about stuff. So how are you finding that? How long have you been in Amsterdam? Uh, I've been there about four years now. Um, I originally went for six months just to see what it'd be like, and mm. you know, four years later, I'm still there. Um, yeah. But me and Richard were already working together before that in London, so we kind of built up a relationship anyway. So okay. yeah. working remotely now is not much different, really, to yeah. being in the same room. I've done that. I mean, I share a studio with guys over the years, become really good mates, and then we still work on projects from, you know, more mates in Blackpool, ones from down here, and it's, it's once you've got that established thing yeah I don't think it matters too much does it yeah no exactly yeah it kind of feels normal for me now yeah there's other people which so sounds a bit weird but yeah yeah everyone always says like that yeah. how do you do it <laughs> yeah are you best in in the studio like most of the time or do you get out and about yeah I am. yeah yeah that's cool can you work remote um potentially yeah yeah got internet connection and I haven't got a laptop there so ah, okay yeah it's, yeah I've done quite cool. a few jobs on that I mean it's always nice to be in the studio on the desktop but yeah I'm pushed. I've, I've done jobs on coaches and 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the nice thing about everything on the internet, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I always seem to be working on holiday somewhere, so I can never go away without a laptop. Sand beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, all sorts of places <laughs> I've been working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what's uh, what are the backgrounds then of Lubaka? What's the what's the story? Uh, well, I formed the studio with um, a business partner, Alan, um, in around 2002. Mm. Um, and at first it was just me, the only designer. Um, and then over the years we kind of built up the studio a little bit. Um, it's never been massive, um, never had sort of loads of people here. Um, but yeah, like always probably two or three people yeah. around the place. And how long have you been here now? Almost seven years. Seven years, oh. yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and during that time, yeah, I've had other people coming through, um, kind of operate as a studio. Um, so a lot of the projects we do, we're working together on things. Um, well, yeah, sort of try to. Um, so a lot of things we're exchanging files and working on the same images. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's another thing that sounds like it shouldn't work as well, um, especially working remotely and sometimes working on the same images together. It's, yeah, it's uh, kind of happy that we have that relationship. That yeah. We're able to do that without any egos yeah. amongst it. Um, so I'm happy for you to take my Photoshop files and do what you want with them. Basically. Yeah, yeah, and I'm the same as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think it's quite an unusual <laughs> thing yeah. to find. When we have other people working in the studio, it, it's not that it doesn't work, but I think they find it harder to get used to that process. Yeah, yeah. You find a lot of people get really quite protective, don't they? A lot of designers over their work. And yeah, yeah. The idea of handing that to someone else is just the end of the world. To yeah, some people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just the way the files are set up as well. Like some people yeah, get yeah, some exactly. Photoshop files and you're like, I'm not sure how this was even constructed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because <laughs> that's, that's a, a good, good yeah, point. Because sort of over the years, me and you have developed yeah. sort of a technique together. So we've, we've kind of not sort of learned Photoshop together, but learned yeah, a technique for creating images. Create yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like what little things work best and are easier to adapt later. Yeah. So we've we sort of developed yeah, a technique together and then other people come into the studio sometimes find it hard to be able to slot into it. Yeah, now. well that's it, yeah, there's a certain fluidity, isn't it, about that when you yeah. work with someone for so long, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool so what, how would you describe yourself because is it would you say creative agency or is it primarily illustration that you guys do well yeah I mean we've both got uh, like traditional graphic design backgrounds um, so that's how we started we were doing all sorts of projects like catalogues books like all mm. sorts um, but over the years we kind of found that the illustration work is what we were enjoying most so I think today I would say we're more of an illustration mm. studio yeah, um, like nearly everything we do is image based yeah. now it's just, I mean, just looking through your portfolio, there's far too much interesting dynamic work for that to be anything other than, I guess, to an extent, labour of love. I mean, it's it's not, there doesn't seem to be much work where you would imagine you'd be like, oh, we'll just get out the door and move on. It's it's There's some really cool stuff on there, you know? Yeah, yeah, you should see behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a few projects there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, don't I mean, everyone has yeah, it. Yeah, of course yeah. we do, yeah. Just don't make it to the website. Yeah, yeah. But, but at the same time, we are in a sort of privileged position yeah. because there isn't a lot of that. I know people working in other studios, it's like the majority of the stuff they're, they're not happy working on, so yeah. it's yeah. definitely not the majority for us. No, it's the minority. Percentage. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm the same. I've been doing it eight years now, and I think, I don't know about you guys, but as I've gone on, I start to understand more and more what people see in the stuff that I enjoy doing, you know? Mm. So therefore, you can start to leave from the front, and like you said, you eliminate the stuff you wouldn't want to do again. Yeah. And yeah, therefore, yeah. eventually, I think you, you do get a high percentage of stuff but it's not easy but I think it's yeah. you know you guys have certainly got would you, would you say you've got a house style it's, it, it seems to me that there's a certain feel about a lot of the stuff that all connects somewhere along the line 
That's probably a few house styles, I reckon. Yeah, I think that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're sort of known for one particular thing. Um, there's sort of a range of things that run through. Like a lot of stuff is tactile and colourful. That's probably the most immediate thing that people get from it. But mm. we also do a fair bit of sort of Art Deco inspired work. Mm. Um, there's sci-fi influences for both of us. Yeah. Um, some collage influences as well. So it's not every project is exactly the same for us. So every, we approach every project differently, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're not sort of one of those studios that's constantly repeating the same thing. I don't think. Oh no, without doubt, God, there's a real diversity within within your look. You know, I think it's which is great. I mean, some of the stuff on there was fantastic. I mean, the Penguin Book stuff. We'll talk about that in depth in a bit. But I thought that was tremendous. The, the project. Did you enjoy that? I mean, you had to have done. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, like, sci-fi and especially Penguin sci-fi is sort of a big part of our inspiration as a studio. Anyway, I mean, we're all, how many times have we looked at Penguin sci-fi? Oh, we're always books? sharing yeah. images like yeah, that. Yeah, inspiration. Yeah, it's like an underlying thing of like yeah. our sort of favourite projects of sort of Penguin sci-fi. Yeah. Um, so when the sort of brief came in, it was like a no-brainer, you know. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's kind, kind of book, bucket list brief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but at the same time, a bit daunting as well because there's been so oh, many right. classic covers. It's like, how can we ever live up to someone the like David Pelham? set so. very high. Yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You, know, you, you come across them on the sort of book stalls you see, like on the Thames and yeah. second-hand book stalls, and you just—it's just amazing when you pick these books out and go, "When did that stop happening?" Because it's incredible yeah. those covers, you know, yeah. like they're, they're unbelievable quality yeah. stuff. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, true. So there's three of you in total, did you say, that are the core of it? Is that right? Yeah, I mean, three full time at the moment, and uh, yeah. Uh, to freelance, well, we're free with Scott as yeah. well, so three regular freelancers. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're trying to sort of uh, keep it small so we, we don't have to take on projects that we don't enjoy doing just to mm. pay overheads and wages. Yeah. Um, so I'm, the most important thing for me is that we do work that we like and enjoy, um, yeah. but at the same time you have to you know keep your Talk. running costs. Well, it's the ongoing balance, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you know I mean, how do you go about... I mean, with three of you, what, what is there a strategy for kind of winning new work, or is it something that's become self-fulfilling? And the more and more you do projects, do you have regular, a lot of regular clients? Yeah, a fair few. Um, been lucky over the years that we've always been quite active, so we've always had projects going out there. Um, we were art directing a record label, DC Recordings, uh, for yeah, almost ten years, um, and that gave us a lot of regular work and a lot of work that was very visible to people mm. so it's kind of as long as you have an outlet for what you're doing I think the more you do then the more the work comes to you yeah um, and yeah we work with agents now as well which we never used to um, years back um, but yeah we've been kind of lucky so far that uh, work mm. uh, comes in without us really yeah having to go out there and fight so much for it. That's cool. What do you mean in respect of agents? You mean you're represented now? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a, uh, yeah, agent in different regions. Okay, that's really uh, cool. Around the world, yeah. Yeah, and who, who was it in the UK? Uh, debut Art. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, no, Debut. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And has that been, that worked well for you guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say as a studio, I reckon just, 50% or so work comes from agents now um, yeah. and the other 50% are sort of our own activities mm. um, so yes it definitely helps us work on larger projects that we wouldn't be approached with normally um, yeah. like that advertising work 
Um, nearly all of that comes through agents. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, similar boat actually. Yeah, there's always that ongoing base of editorial clients that I got myself off the ground with. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, there'll be commissions coming, and I think, well, how the hell would I have even started to get that? Yeah. You know, through my agency, they got US representation and yeah. China and things like that. And it's just, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't, like you say, you could spend the next 10 years trying to go out and get that stuff. And yeah. It's just like, it's yeah, kind of exactly. nice to have someone meeting you halfway. Yeah. No, and maybe exactly. someone that can see something different in your stuff that you might not have considered. Oh yeah, no, definitely areas. like different avenues for your work that you wouldn't have even mm. thought about. Yeah, mm. which is yeah. cool, especially when they've just got good experience in the industry. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. always cool. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. So what about personal work? Do you guys do? You said about the sci-fi stuff. Do you keep? Do you do your own stuff? Do you find time to do that still? Well, <laughs> absolute honest answer is <laughs> we never had time to do yeah. personal work. We've. We hardly ever do personal projects, and if we do, it's always a quick hour here, like, yeah, we're waiting for feedback on this, is quickly yeah. try and do something. It sounds like a privileged position, really, but yeah, it's just, mm. that's the basics of it, we just never have time to do it. It's too but, a bit for, like, family and friends, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, I mean, looking around your studio today and looking at the portfolio, it, it does seem that you've, um, you've created enough of a, of a creative licence that... Maybe the two are not mutually exclusive. Mm. Don't really feel the need yeah, to true. do yeah. self-initiated because we get to fulfill. It seems like there's yeah, a lot of great fulfilment there, yeah. yeah that's what you're doing, which is mm-hmm. the dream, isn't it? I mean, to, uh, to a degree. Yeah, yeah, I think it's easy for us to forget that sometimes. We're in the yeah. middle of like four projects. It's like, yeah. oh, what the hell are we doing? But then when you sit back now and like, talking to someone like you, it's like you start to think, yeah, maybe it is sort of... Uh, mm. Things are not that bad after all. A step back, yeah. I, I did it. I, I do it. I mean, I work for WWE, the wrestling, and that's like mm. my dream client. I used to mm. this client from them. I'm a huge geek for it. Uh, and, um, <laughs> but even in the midst of them jobs, you know, when you've got six other jobs that you're juggling, sometimes all you want to do is just down the lot and, yeah, and yeah. just go and sit down for a bit. And you think, oh, God, when did I start to like feel like this about that? You know? and, and it is sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees, isn't it? When, yeah. you, when you're in the midst of it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So how was, um, why did you move to Amsterdam? Uh, well, initially my wife got offered a temporary job there. Okay. Um, yeah. So because like, I'm working a laptop and working remotely, I can just do it from there as well Brilliant. as I could anywhere. Um, yeah. And yeah, sort of fell in love with the place. And That's cool. The reason I asked, because we mentioned just briefly before about you know, moving out for a bit further out than central and the, yeah. whole, the whole living cost thing. I know so many people now that are kind of decamping who can work remotely, you know, to, yeah. I know people have gone to Berlin, Leeds, Manchester, yeah. people going all over the place and I find it quite interesting now. On some, in some respects, I feel it's going to be bad for London but then, I don't know, maybe it's going to be a spreading out of talent. I don't know. It's a shame in a sense because it shouldn't be that way, should it, when you're pushed further and further. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's a good thing for the city, for sure. I mm. mean, I grew up in London. I spent sort of most of my life here. Yeah. Um, and I definitely think that the more creative people are pushed out, it's going to affect many things in London. Uh, it's mm. not going to have the same energy in terms of fashion and design and architecture. So I, I don't think it's a good thing for the city at all. No. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm in the same position. I, I moved out and... I'm a lot happier personally being outside of the city now. Yeah. I still come back regularly. It's always going to be home. Um, yeah. But yeah, my sort of personal well-being and sort of inner peace is a, <laughs> is a lot better since I moved out, that's for sure. <laughs> it is funny. I'm, I'm, at a, I mean, I'm 30, nearly 34 now and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in that time of life where I'm seeing people doing that more and more, going out and going, that's it, I've gone for the Northern Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm out of here. It's just like it makes you laugh. It's like how everything's changed. Everyone was clamouring to get here at one stage, and that didn't seem that long ago. <laughs> but it's brilliant. Northern Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> to do with that. Yeah. So what were the what were the sort of early steps then with Blubocker in terms of the? Um, there seems to be a lot of what's the right word? Ethereal sci-fi. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of quite psych feeling stuff in the portfolio. You guys said you were into that kind of stuff. Where did you start to sort of establish that as part of what you do? Uh, I think, I mean, it's something I've always been sort of interested in, even since uni, um, but a lot of it comes from music, I think. Um, sort of my first love has always been designing for music. That's all, always mm. what I wanted to do. That was my ambition yeah. uh, all the way through uh, uni. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it comes from working with DC recordings that I was mentioning before, because their music was quite psychedelic, um, a lot of 70s inspiration, and I got more and more into that world through listening to their music and mm. hearing about their influences. Um, and then gradually over the years it started to inform everything else we were doing, and yeah, we're, we're both really into science fiction as well. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's just it's sort of fed from there, really. Nice, you're watching Westworld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure at the <laughs> moment, but I'm watching it. I'm not too yeah, sure. <laughs> you're not on the stroke. I, just, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I love the opening. I think the title sequence is superb. Yeah, yeah. As a geek, I really love that, yeah. yeah. Still haven't started watching it. No. Seen the film, but not. I was really cold at first because of that. I hate the whole remaking thing. Yeah, yeah, first yeah. was a classic, wasn't it? Those posters from that mm. original film are stunning. Yeah. And uh, yeah. someone said it, I said, forget it, I'm not even, not even going there. And then someone said, Anthony Hopkins is in it. And yeah, yeah. I had to watch it. <laughs> it seems to be quite different. It seems to have done something quite different with it, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, still. I'm just yeah. waiting for it to go somewhere. And, yeah. yeah, it's not it's gone like, off yet. Has yeah, it? it's not, it, not yeah. hooked by it yet. Yeah, actually. yeah. Mm. Are you Walking Dead fan as well? Yeah. <laughs> we'll just turn, we'll just start talking about TV shows now. What? <laughs> but I'm, I'm interested because I, I don't, I've done talks recently about this and it's about that whole separating what you do for pleasure mm. and your work. Too many people do it, they feel guilty about mm. working on something that they actually enjoy. You know, there's almost <laughs> this mentality, maybe from school, where it's like, oh, you know, I can't do sport and that's not a career. You know, oh, okay. Like, yeah. I don't know. So I'm always interested. I, I had Human After All. Don't know if you're aware of their work. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Agency on the show, and it was a similar thread. You know, they started Little White Lies as a university project, mm. and they all they were all big film heads. And mm. I just uh, I like that they're still doing that, and they're working with the Baftas now, and yeah. they've kind of stuck to their guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must be quite a nice feeling for you guys to be doing stuff like this penguin work on on that basis. Yeah, and no, I definitely. Um... And yeah, similar thing was uh, last year we did a lot of work for Nike as well, and mm. I, I've been into Nike since I was ten years old. It was like, yeah. sort of my my biggest creative ambition was to work with them, and yeah. uh, so when it's suddenly happening, it's like you have to pinch yourself sometimes that like, yeah. yeah, the projects are actually coming in that you always mm. wanted to do. It's, yeah, yes, yeah, it is a nice feeling, I guess. Yeah, and I saw the uh, I thought the Adele Prince was quite a nice brief. How did that come about? Uh, they just approached us, um, it was a very tight deadline, um, the yeah. tour was about to start and it was like, yeah, we want one poster like, for every night of the tour, and it's like, well, how long's the tour? And it's like, yeah, t- was it 27 it was nights? It's another dream project, but like when it's like, a week to do them, to do yeah. like, 27 posters, it's like, yeah, it's just get our heads down. And, it's off in the yeah. way, isn't it? Has that been quite successful then? Is it, did, they, did they go down well on the tour? They? Uh, they seem to have done, yeah, yeah, they seem to have done. Yeah. Um, I went to one of the nights in Amsterdam, and yeah, there was people queuing up to buy them, which really? I guess yeah. is always a awesome. good sign. <laughs> really, they looked awesome. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's really cool. I just wondered if they're being quite mainstream, if that, that you know, it would have 
tickle the audience, uh, sort of audience's fancy. But yeah, they, that they were stunning. I thought they were. They could probably look like anything, to be honest, and uh, yeah. their fans were buying. So <laughs> <those Pretty much>, <laughs> yeah. which, which makes me sad that not more artists are more, should be more creative, you know, and exploit that really and really do quite out there stuff. Yeah, it yeah. Seems to be that the more popular they get, the more sterile with a lot. Yeah, of people, yeah. You know, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, good on them and the record label for yeah. doing that sort of project because they were all small run as well. Um, mm. So a couple of hundred of each one, if that. Yeah, three hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's only f- for someone like Adele to do a run of three hundred posters. You know, they could have sold like probably three thousand at least in the night, or you know, like, totally. Yeah, and then like thirty thousand on the website afterwards. So yeah, I, I mean, said they were going to make it more expensive, to, but they're still. Yeah, they're also they yeah. Really that expensive. No, no, they were quite reasonably priced as well. So yeah, I mean, yeah, good yeah. on them for trying. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. nice, nice. So th- just tell us a little bit, just people who don't know about it, the the penguin brief. Then let's talk about that a bit more. Then what what was what was the concept? What what was the initial brief? Uh, well, the actual brief was fairly open. Um, they told us it was a new uh, series, um, but they knew they didn't want it to be like a strong template-driven design. Um, mm. They didn't want it to be like a set as such that the sort of template of the design would sort of dominate the imagery. Mm. Um, all they said was that it needed to be a family. Like you needed to put yeah. like the books next to each other and see that they were related, but mm. not too heavily so. Um, and after talking with them, we kind of agreed that probably the best way to do that was to use a similar illustration style for each one and just let them form a set, mm. uh, well, family, I should say, like naturally. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's what we set out to do. Um, the books are also quite diverse. Um, and there's, there's one which is like a horror story, one which is like kid sci-fi, one which is based on a planet. And the mm. stories are just completely different from each other. They just don't relate at all. Yeah. Um, so trying to create a family of images about... Com- completely different books yeah uh, it was sort of a challenge at first um we split the books between us first of all to read um i mean luckily because they're classics we you're able to read them first yeah um, and then just collated what we got out of each of the books together nice um and yeah i mean actually four of us working on them all together yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um you wouldn't <laughs> actually think it i don't yeah. think like looking at the books you wouldn't think there was four people involved no um and so- Kind of four people coming up with the ideas and things. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, the end it kind of got finessed by the same. Like, like I was finishing off them, but you, you kind of kind of came in, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So um, in terms of idea and concept yeah, stage, that's it was all everybody. Yeah, split like, between us. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And did you each work on separate ones, or was it a process of someone would start the illustration, someone would finish it off? I couldn't really work out. By looking at the set <laughs> and how that would work. Yeah, it, it, it happens different ways each time, really. Mm, yeah. um, like sometimes someone will start it and then like one of us will take over and finish it off or yeah. then like you might think it's finished and then I'll be like, yeah, but what about if we do that and do that and do <laughs> yeah. that and then it might, like the next day it might change into something else, different really again. interesting way of working, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's what I was touching on before. It's yeah. an unusual way of working, I think. Um, so yeah. Sort of lucky that it works. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, but... Yeah, this like, it's sort of a dream project for us working yeah. on those books. So. Did you get a nice sort of turnaround on it to enjoy it? Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, book covers, generally compared to what we're used to, are sort of the longer deadlines mm. for us. Um, like especially advertising work is like straight to it. You need to drop yeah. everything and do it. But with book covers, it's 
normally a little bit more time to mull things over, you know. Mm. I've been working on a few recently. It's a new thing for me. It's taken me ages to get onto book jackets. Oh, right. right. Same thing. Uh, to the point where I'm, you know, checking in three weeks later going, hello, is there anyone still there? Yeah, kind yeah, of thing. yeah. It's yeah. like, I'm used to editorial, so I'm used to like, oh, yeah, maybe so, yesterday, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's... Um, quite a nice thing it's good and bad in a sense but yeah, yeah yeah it's cool yeah so did you get did you you know did you get did you get lost in the stories did you really kind of get to indulge or was it more you were chuckling other stuff and um well i mean we're always working on more than one project at a time yes. um but that's what's nice with the book covers in a way is that you can maybe put it aside for a couple of days and then come yeah. back to it mm. um there's yeah it's very much slower paced than normal mm. so they're out there now the book's released yeah, I think yeah. they were out at the end of September, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Any feedback so far? They've been well received? Uh, yeah, it's, mm. it's one of those ones that you never really expect, or you'd never know how people are going to react to things. Um, yeah. But this particular one, the sponsor has been really good uh, from all over the place. Yeah, yeah. they look fantastic. I mean, they're, they're, the colour palettes are stunning, I think. And, and I was particularly intrigued, I had a little look on your Instagram, and there's animated versions as yeah, well, yeah, which is so really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Lauren, one of the girls that's uh, working freelance with us, uh, she'd been experimenting with our files, uh, trying to find ways to okay. animate them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but by the time this project came up, she'd sort of got her head around our files, and yeah, I think the animations have turned out they quite nice. They look great, yeah, because you see this a lot, don't you know, with like movie posters where it's just a real subtle animation, but it just brings it to life in a big way. Yeah, you know, especially for online usage, uh, like mm. the static pack shot somehow doesn't feel like it cuts it anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, in real life, yeah, it's, a, it's lovely to hold on to it and interact with a uh, still image, but yeah. online it's very easy for it to just disappear. Yeah, absolutely, that's the thing, yeah. So what's going on now? Have you, what are you working on moving forward? Anything exciting? Uh, well, leading on from this, we've been playing with a augmented reality app. Nice. Um, so, because we had animations for each of those books, uh, yeah. we've been working with a developer in the States to... Uh, make a little app, uh, you know, it's a very simple technology in a way um, where you can just have the physical book and, you know, you see the animation through your phone as you point it at it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we're sort of expanding that a little bit into some other sort of work that we've done. Yeah. Uh, so the kind of hope is to have that little app that can maybe you can point at any of our projects it's and cool, it will isn't it? animate. I get, I get very excited at the minute by the, the possibilities that are opening up with all these technologies and, you know, how... With yeah. a subtle shift, you can really do something quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's all retroactive as well, so it doesn't need to be a new project. You know, you can go back to an old record cover and, yeah, and that's, uh, stick that in there. That's as well. really cool. I was looking at the uh, oldest Huxley books, the book cover three D ones. Yeah, yeah. I came in with a pair of three D glasses and the <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> old school three D. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you think that's something you might expand more into, like the sort of motion graphics or anything like that, or is that not an agenda? Uh, I mean, we're, we're very much print designers, um, but I've always liked animation as well, but never really been mm. able to do it. Never yeah, really I think if you can <laughs> learn After Effects, it would be great. The mechanics <laughs> of it are not, yeah, yeah, even for the simplest animation can be quite... Um, I've bitten off more than I can chew in the past. I've taken on like three-minute music videos thinking I can knock it out in two days, and one month later, for 300 quid, I'm sat there angry. Just presenting it. Learned the hard way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool well um, I think I've covered most things there so the last question I always ask guests is called Shark in the Tank and it's uh, I ask for a love and a hate loosely within the creative world but it's a totally open ended question so you'll have to give me one each and choose who's going to do a love and a hate <laughs> <laughs> it's an on the spot question everyone always panics but then gives a really good answer <laughs> 
Well, I'm suddenly looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do all the talking and then look at me. Like. <laughs> um, oh, I just remember it being at uni and hating everyone doing like collages of space scenes in triangles with cats. <laughs> that's that's a big personal hate for me. I know what you mean, and I'm, I think I'm thinking of like threadless t-shirts. You <laughs> see it a lot, don't you? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't cats. know what it was. It was just that. Period of like, I think it was, it was like seven, I eight, mean, seven, eight years ago. Like multicolored kind of triangles with yeah, like a cat in yeah. space helmet. Yeah. Was like, yeah. <laughs> like, just that really irritated me for a long time <laughs> and still does if I see it. It's just like, oh god. I always wanted to do that in a way. That's when you say, oh yeah. Like, like, <laughs> you got a penguin on the phone now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mentioned something on that podcast. <laughs> I mean, we have, we have actually done some cats in space as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, so. And there's, no triangles, there's no triangles. There's no triangles. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the deer antlers as well were quite common at one yeah, point. Yeah. Do you remember? Mm. I guess it's like those trends in general are a bit weird. Yeah, it's just the bandwagons that everyone jumps yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. We had a list actually on our university wall that one of the tutors had put up saying things that were banned. And it was yeah. like <laughs> monkeys were one. Monkeys were <laughs> banned. Uh, it said things as heads. That was banned as well. Like, you know, suit with like a tiger head on it or something yeah. like that. That was, oh, banned. Okay, that was well. banned as well. Like, <laughs> all these cliches have been listed and it was like, don't, don't even think about putting those in any projects. <laughs> cheese, pl- cheese plant leaves as well. <laughs> they, <laughs> like, uh, they're everywhere at the moment. <laughs> I don't even know what they are. I can't think what a cheese plant leaves is. <laughs> plant out in the garden there. They're sprouting the corner. But... <laughs> like the big ones with the holes in it in the middle. <laughs> Other ones with the curvy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. So I guess that means you've got to give me a love then, Scott. <laughs> oh, I love like triangles and, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> with rainbows going yeah. through. <laughs> uh, I like the idea that there's going to be someone working on that as we're listening to this show, <laughs> and then like they're going to be probably like baiting me out on Twitter, hating me, and, like, it's broken. And... <laughs> Yeah, start getting hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that, like, connected to that, it's a bit more of a boring answer, but connected to that, I, I love the the way there's a community of designers and illustrators. Um, in recently been meeting more and more people, mm. and uh, like connecting with other illustrators, and you realise that they, you don't actually have that many enemies in the world. Like you realise that other illustrators are very open in. Like open to talking to you and interacting with you and mm. collaborating and mm. I think a lot of the times we are quite sort of insular in what we do and just stick together but I kind of yeah that's I like at the moment it seems to be more people coming together yeah. you know so it seems to be hunger for it a lot of events yeah. popping up like, yeah yeah, yeah. I go to one called Yoello every month and we just go down the pub and get yeah, business, yeah. Spot business cards, it's great. And, yeah. uh, and then they put on like a quarterly talk, which is great, based yeah. around the theme. Right, right. I've had numerous people on the show from just having, having gone down there and been chatting about something interesting. Yeah. It's great. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's good. I think you know, everyone learns off each other, don't they? So people are very guarded and yeah. safe. Like yeah, it's not really as competitive as some other industries. No, so no. you sort of think you expect it to be, yeah, but yeah. it's only when you I mean, it is competitive people. because of the amount of people who try. Yeah, yeah. Jobs, but everybody's very friendly and happy to help yeah, and yeah, share so. information and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Good answers. Mm. <laughs> cool. And uh, last week, people check out the work on Blabocca. Uh, where? Where? Um, yeah, website uh, labocca.co.uk. Um, cool. 
try and stick stuff on Instagram and Behance as much as I can as well. Cool. Um, I'll stick it on the show notes so people can find you on all the platforms. Awesome. Cheers, guys. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. It's often quite daunting when I go into people's studios and... um, you know, this one was quite close quarters. It was quite a small little studio, and at first I feel quite awkward. And the minute the mic comes out, people shit themselves, which is <laughs> pretty good. Uh, it's kind of cool, but I mean, once you've broken the ice and you get on, it's fine. Biscuits help. Um, not going to lie, brews are good. A brew is kind of essential on this show. Um, yeah, <laughs> sorry for the tangent, but cheers to Laboka, cheers to Scott and Richard for taking the time to sit down and talk about all their awesome work, which is fantastic. Do go and check it out. Um, it's beautiful stuff. Get them followed on social media. They're doing some really cutting-edge stuff, and they're you know really leading the charge and do some wonderful sci-fi work and, and, and the rest of the stuff that they're doing. So go and have a look at the website and check them out. Like I said before, we've got awesome guests coming up. We've got Malika Favreau, we've got Kerry Lemon. I'm hoping to get Ken Garland... Um, on the show again I interviewed him for a charity campaign about mental health and creativity uh, a few years ago and I'm hoping to kind of get that out there so I'm chatting to Ken about that at the moment so watch this space uh, go back and listen to Adrian Shaughnessy's show who did the Ken Gowland's career retrospective book Ken's like well into his 80s now and absolutely smashing it and still fierce and passionate about creativity and its use in society even in his latter years it's so inspiring to see so thanks for listening in as ever, guys, today. Go and support the sponsors, printed.com, heartinternet.co.uk and illustrationweb.com. All doing brilliant stuff, supporting the show for the right reasons, meaning that I'm not having to sit here and reel off underwear marketing campaigns or whatever other <laughs> bullshit I might have to do to make this show possible every week for free. <laughs> but keep it coming. Download the show, spread the words. Go and give me a review on iTunes if you get a second. And thanks as ever for listening. Let me know who you want to hear. Hit us up on the Twitter at Arrest or Mimics at Ben Talon. Uh, and cheers. Nice one, guys. Keep creating good stuff uh, and check back soon. See you later. Listening to a restaurant.